mental health check one check mental health check two mental health check three <laughs> mental health check kathleen check I'm how's still kathleen? Nuts, but whatever how's your mental health it's all right i'm still nuts but whatever it's fine everything is like uh we're definitely postponing the wedding we totally figured that out because it's like we won't get to have like what we want to have so that's fine i think yeah it should be you don't want a socially distanced wedding you don't want to be like you know sean can come but his wife can't because the seat has to be empty and all that yeah Yeah, we're just gonna have like a little baby ceremony in the summer and then and then we'll have a party on our one-year anniversary or something oh my (laughs) oh my god covid what do you have in store next Bro, this just sucks. I just like, is it not over yet? Like we're almost, we're almost at a year. Cause I remember it was like March 16th that I like, it was about maybe not quite this time, but there were like people talking about, and I was definitely a COVID denier. I'm like, you guys, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. Stop freaking out about this. And then like on March 16th, it was like, yeah, yeah, we're all going to, uh, we're all going to die <laughs> alone in our apartments. We're all going to die. Uh- I think the, I think, you know, that's the great part about being a non-scientist is, you know, we were all COVID deniers. Like the the very last show that I did was in Winnipeg and like two days later they shut, the world shut down and I was on stage like talking about like, oh no, the COVID's going to come get us. Everybody's so scared, you know, like better, you know, like better put on some hand sanitizer. Like I was joking around <laughs> about everything. Like, and two days later, whammo. So well, yeah, only scientists, only scientists saw it coming. It's like a financial collapse, right? It's like only financial advisors see that coming, you know, everybody else is just like, we, ha- you have to live in a bubble where you just assume everything's going to be fine. Otherwise, like you'd be in a, you know, you'd fucking, kill yourself exactly exactly we're all just in this little bubble and hopefully this bubble bursts soon (laughs) i think you should start writing i don't know i was thinking about a business opportunity for us um because suicide notes i don't really like the idea of a suicide note because it can float away right it's just a note it can like if you i think it needs to be more robust so we can write like suicide cards um So it's it's like it's like you're saying goodbye to everybody, but it's already written out for you, and you just have to sign it at the bottom. <laughs> oh, that'd be kind of a good idea. Is if like yeah, you get like because so I bought all these save the date cards. It cost me about two hundred and ninety dollars, and they're all garbage now, like just garbage. So that's what but I would do. Is I would get them. like a. But we could do like a save the date thing. Like you could say, "I'm going to kill myself on the fifth, yes. and then mail the cards out and then one by one RSVP everyone finds if you out. want to come yeah 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 let us know RSVP if you want to come exactly <laughs> do you want to come to my suicide uh, <laughs> oh no that would be bad no that would be bad uh do you want to hear something funny that I did today yes so I woke up and um I thought I lost my engagement ring Cause I remember taking it off to put some stuff in my like hair products in my hair. And I'm like, but I just was like, ah, oh, it's just been, I knew where it was like next on the bedside table. I'm sure it's there. And then when I got up and looked and it wasn't there and I was like, Oh my God, 
I did it. I did it. I knew I was going to do it. I didn't think it was going to be less than a year, but I knew I was going to lose it. I was like looking everywhere. I like was freaking out. I wasn't crying yet because I'm like, no, I'll find it. It's going to be fine. I'll find it. And I was freaking out. And, and I finally, I'm downstairs and the tears start to come. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I lost my engagement ring. Where the fuck is it? And um, it was on my right hand. <laughs> oh my so I, God. Oh I literally man. like, like burst out laughing, laugh pride. I laugh pride. And I'm like, I'm getting so old that I'm like losing my mind. This COVID thing is making me lose my mind. But I was just like, that's the funniest thing ever like that. And that is such an on brand thing for me to do. <laughs> like, I just I'll check your hands first. Exactly. Why, why was it on your right hand? Is it normally worn on your left? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe when I was doing the hair thing, I put it back on this. I don't know. And it was there the whole time. And I think I was even playing with it while I was looking for it. <laughs> but, it wasn't, oh my God. but it wasn't on my left hand. So I freaked the fuck out. This is why I can't have a, like a big, like, I can't imagine having like a $20,000 ring on your hand and not like constantly being in a panic. Can you imagine losing a ring that's like worth $20,000? No, it doesn't. Can you make... imagine wearing $20,000 on your fucking hand? It's just ridiculous. You know, like when I see rich people with like watches that, you know, I'm just like, fuck off, you know, like what, save a kid. Save, yeah. <laughs> save a fucking village buy some nets to save children from malaria in africa with your fucking what time is it oh it's fucking eighty thousand dollars i mean 6 p.m like what do you need that shit for an accessory like it's just rubbing it in everybody's face you know i think that's part of the reason what like i think that's what it is like i like you know you'll see rappers that that spend a hundred thousand dollars on like a big like necklace and that's totally to be like fuck you i have tons of money and i'm wearing it around my neck but i just like i could not i could not i told adam if he spent more than a thousand dollars on the ring i'd be upset i'd be like mad because <laughs> i can't imagine spending that much money on something that i could so easily lose like so easily lose yeah that's fucking insane i mean just getting engaged is insane it is insane it is insane and also but like the whole wedding thing, that's the one thing I'm kind of relieved about because I'm like, we were kind of planning and it was getting to be like, we're going to spend so much money and blah, 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 blah. And then now I'm like, oh, we can't spend the money because it has to be uh -huh. small. So I guess, whoops, I wish I could have a giant uh -huh. party for everyone, but <laughs> so but, at least like that. It's got to be small, like a funeral. Like, it's crazy. When we were talking to planners, they're like, most weddings are about $20,000. I'm like, well, really? Yeah, 20000 We didn't have $20,000. Like, what? Like, this is insane. Maybe this is going to be the great, great reset of the world where people are going to, like, start having weddings and they're going to be like, oh, we don't have to have this gigantic event like everybody tells you you have to have. Or, like, I had a friend that posted on Instagram that she had a baby. I didn't even know she was pregnant. That's like one of the only women I've ever known that isn't every like 30 days, seven months, oh my eight God. months. Nine. Oh, like, he's stepping on my bladder. I pee every 10 seconds. Oh, it's okay, <laughs> girl. You're fucking a hero for growing a baby. You like, can't I've never... fuck it up. It's not even, it's can't even fuck it up. That's the thing. It's like nothing to be proud of. It's growing inside of you like a fucking, you know, two-handed tumor. 
got, you've got nothing to fucking do with it. The only thing to be proud of is uh, killing it, you know, getting rid of it. <laughs> you love killing babies. You, Wendy is turning over in her grave right now. <laughs> Oh, Wendy's fucking Wendy's spinning around on a. Wendy's up there watching all the dead babies right now in heaven. <laughs> oh, they're beautiful angels. They're beautiful angels. I don't know. Do you think angels. aborted babies go to heaven or hell? Well, are, I don't know. But, but I just like that you thought about though, because, it. But what do they look like though? Maybe like these? They go, they go to hell. That'd be the worst. Just a bunch of <laughs> Like what did maybe I fucking do? Like, sorry, it's a family. Maybe, maybe they all go to hell, and then all the women that have abortions have to go and sit in a room of fetuses for the rest of their eternity in hell because yeah. they kill they kill the life. They have to work at a fucking aborted fetus daycare center. <laughs> I hope that I go through my life and I don't kill anyone. Ah, <laughs> not everyone can say that. Not everybody can say that. No, I don't think you'd have. Um, you know, I don't. Have you, I, what have you been fucking doing? Did you do anything this week? I haven't done anything. I've just been relaxing, looking yeah, for jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My job apparently is open and busy again, so I'm like working there next week, and it's supposed to be busy. But I guarantee you, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna reap any of the benefits because, like, even when it's busy, my tips have gone down. Like astronomically it's insanity like i used to make a lot like good I sometimes i make 100 bucks a day in the summer on a day shift and now i think my last tips for two weeks was 20 dollars. oh my god <laughs> yeah because they because they pull the tips and it's all split between everybody like we don't tip out the kitchen the kitchen just gets a percentage of all the tips so it's just like everybody That's is getting tipped out terribly too, like now. this pandemic has been so strange in terms of like you know there's a lot of people with way less money and then there's other people with way more money right there's a lot of people that are like fuck what do i do with all this money that i have in this pandemic because i you know i've been working and i can't go to cancun anymore yeah fuck those people <laughs> fuck the people with too much money <laughs> Yeah, so you're reading the stories and you're like, oh, it's hard for hard on everybody. And it's like, no, not really. It's not an evenly distributed pain. It's a weird kind of like, you know. Yeah. It's a it's strange a, one. We're all in this, but everybody is experiencing different levels of hardness. Yeah. The only thing is, like, if you're working from home, it's weird because what are businesses, how are businesses going to react to this in the longer term when they're like, oh, um, you could just do this at home. Like, so I don't need to have you. I could fucking hire 10 people from India to do it. I mean, that we're going to see so much of that. We're going to see people that, that are going to be moving out of big cities because you don't have to live and pay rent in these big cities anymore. You can go move to a small town and work remotely and come into your office job once a month. Like it's like, there's going to be things like they're going to outsource, but also there's, there's going to be way more people that are going to be able to like live comfortably because they don't have to live in Toronto or Vancouver and spend like thousands of dollars a month in rent. Like if you're making up like a hundred thousand dollars a year and you can't live, that's weird. But if you like working at home sucks, right? Like Jim, you work at home. Like you'd way rather be in the office interacting with humans, right? 
it's like I go back and forth on it, you know. <laughs> we have we have like you know we're we're still like chatting throughout the day and stuff, and it's it's kind of nice working from home. But I'm single, no kids, right? So that's a, that's a different thing too. Yeah, all the people with kids are like uh, going to the office was my escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. And then like the kids are the kids back in school now. I think uh, so. Yeah, they the are. Fucking, yeah, yeah. The, the cowards are. The fucking cowardly children who wear the face slavery. <laughs> They're face back in slavery school. Jewels. Oh my God. Fucking sometimes I'll get on Twitter and just like read stuff and you're like, what is happening? Like, you know, it's just fucking insanity. I mean, I get that, you know, and, and the problem is it's like, you know, like you said, in the pandemic for me, I'm over it in terms of just like even thinking about it, you know, like, you know, I wear a mask as a reflex when I go out, but it is funny how you'll have like, there's two sides of the coin where if some, if you go indoors and there's a person not wearing a mask, you're like, what the fuck? But, and then there's another group of people who, if they see somebody outside with a mask, they're like, what the fuck? Like they get so mad. At I don't seeing get mad somebody. about anybody, like, unless you're where you're not wearing a mask and then I get annoyed. But like, when I've seen people wearing masks outside, I'm like, I choose to not, but like, if the, if you really want to, no one should like say what the fuck to somebody if they're wearing a mask outside. Everyone should just keep their mouth shut, actually. <laughs> I just, I saw that I was in Canadian Tire today and there was a guy who worked there not wearing a mask. And I was like, I wonder what his deal is. Like, what could your excuse be for no masks? Like, what is it? Like, oh, he worked I there and he wasn't wearing a mask? Yeah, he worked there. He worked in the fucking mechanic. He was the mechanic guy that was like, you know, you know, those guys that work at the front and they're like, oh, it's going to cost 860 bucks to fix that fucking, you know, that guy. Yeah, he wasn't wearing a mask. And I just looked at him and it's like, what could your excuse be as an employee to be like, what disease, what disease is it? Like, I'm just trying to think of what, like, because I know people are like, oh, it's anxiety. Like, well, fucking everybody has that. Everybody has anxiety. Everybody hates wearing these fucking masks, but we have to keep wearing them because fuckheads like him won't wear them. And it's like never ending. It's ridiculous. But then you're like, well, can I take mine off? I mean, you work here and you're not wearing it. You know, I should be able to fucking chill out and take mine off too yeah Sip that's how i feel about the lines on the grocery store floor when i see the uh the employees not following them i'm like game over. oh i stopped paying attention to those months ago because everybody did i remember at first to be like oh god i'm going the wrong way down this aisle oh, sorry, and sorry. around in front <laughs> but now it's sorry, like everybody you. i'm new to home depot i'm sorry <laughs> fuck these arrows i'm wearing a mask that's good enough but you would have people look at you like, are you fucking crazy? You're not supposed to come down where the screws are that way. Ah. You know what? You know what is happening all the time is if you're in line, if it's an old person behind you, they're right up on you. Like right up behind you. It bothers me. Cause like, yeah. I, I, I don't have like enough in me to turn around and say something, but I'm just like, okay, you're old. You're the one that should be following the rules the most. We're following these rules to protect you. And now Maybe you're it's just a like, vaccinated badass. Yeah. My grandma got vaccinated this week, I think. Did she? Yeah, my grandma did. First round. Round how old, one. How old is your grandma? She's like, oh God. I don't know. She's like gotta be in her 90s. 90s. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's motoring around. She walks around the block every day. 
maybe that's maybe that's what you got on the cards. Maybe you're going to be you're going to live to. Do you think you'll be up there at ninety? I I mean, if any, if COVID is any indication of what it's like to be an old person, I want to die young because, (laughs) because COVID is basically like, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, every day I wake up and I'm like, well, I guess I'll have a coffee and then I'll maybe walk to the corner and buy a paper. And like, it's like, we're all retired and we're all stuck in, and it's like boring and I'm losing my mind. So like, you know, getting older just means that we're just all going into quarantine. Well, being is actually way worse because you're old, A, and and everything hurts, and B, because, like, comedy would be happening all around you and you wouldn't be booked for any of it. No. (laughs) There'd be, like, every person on your fucking old person Facebook would be like, I'm going to be in, you know, like, in Winnipeg this weekend, and you'll be like, they don't return my emails since I turned (laughs) 74. That new manager won't get back to me. Oh, <laughs> you'll be fucking eighty-seven at Rivercrest and complaining to everybody like that new guy at the Calgary Yucks is really some kind of—he's a jerk. <laughs> well, at least I thought I would go and he do wants comedy. In the middle. <laughs> at least I thought I would do comedy into my forties, but now it's like I don't think it's happening ever again. <laughs> No, it's happening. You'll be back. Um, oh, I don't remember my act at all. I like, and this is, I think about the same amount of time as before, but like this time it's different because it's not the whole, like some places are open there are some people still working and it's uh, like up and down all over the place. So it's just like, ugh. I haven't yeah. written anything new. I know that's what I should be doing. Sitting there writing and stuff, but I'm like, no, I have no motivation to do anything at all. No, it's not like everybody's sitting on a new hour. They're going to come back with the same shit. And then if you talk about COVID, you know, if you're the third person up on a show, forget it. Everybody's yeah, it's already been talked like about. COVID, you know, everybody's got their mask joke and you're like, ah, this is the 19th mask joke of the fucking show tonight. Uh-oh. It'll just be in small towns where you can you could do COVID material until 2050 and fucking little towns will be like, yeah. <laughs> fucking rights that was (laughs) stupid when those liberals made us do that honestly if i could make like a thousand bucks every weekend just going to a small town and telling jokes at a bar that's my dream okay like that's all i need to do like i don't need to be in just for laughs i don't want to need to be on tv if they want to do that stuff for me great but i just want to like get back on the road i just want to go back and have fun again because Stand-up comedy in small towns can be awful sometimes, but sometimes it can be a lot of fun. And I just miss being able to have fun. It just depends how broke you are. Like comedy when you're broke isn't fun. No. You know? um, comedy when you've got a little money in your jeans is like, ah, oh, it's kind of fun. Like we're in a small town. But yeah, like there, I, th- I think the brokest road trip I ever went on, um, it was like I was going to Grand Prairie and I think I only had $500 left in my life. And I, the rental car company put a $300 hold on my credit card Yeah. for the rental car. And then when I got to Grand Prairie, they put a $200 hold on the hotel, on the hotel. So I'm like, I literally have zero, like I'm a fucking 30 some year old man on the road. Like those shows aren't fun when you're like, I have zero. 
that's what I've got. Hey, want to go for a beer after the show? Nope. I think I'll just have some fucking water out of my bathroom sink and try not to jump out of the window. <laughs> I've had that. Like I was broke once when I went to Niagara Falls when I first moved to Toronto. And I was like, literally like I was there Thursday till Sunday morning, Thursday night till Sunday morning. And I had only money to get gas. Cause you don't get paid there. You get paid the next week from the office. So I didn't even have the the idea that I'd have money after the last show and I I had no food I literally like ate nothing the whole weekend <laughs> like I've never been like that before and it's just like why are we doing this but yeah those ones suck but then the ones that are when you have a little bit of money you can have fun those ones are fun you remember the the I remember there was this one like classic story of like Roseanne the mom on Roseanne. Did I ever tell this story on the podcast before? I, I don't, don't know. Think like, so. I was working with the mom from Roseanne. Do you remember? You, you know who that character? I yeah. guess she's probably dead by now. <laughs> but, but back then, I think it was like the er, maybe like two thousand five, two thousand six. She was touring, and she was at the Calgary Yuck Yucks. And at that time, they were running like a scoundrel system. Um where they would pay you early but they would keep a percentage so like it was so it was it happened so frequently that comedians would come in and it would they'd have a week off they'd be going and doing the club that weekend but they would have sunday monday tuesday off to sit at the hotel and they'd be like fuck i don't have any money i wonder if i can get paid for this weekend's shows now and and yuck yucks under like Judy Sims and Nancy Bevan was like, absolutely, we'll pay you 70% of your fee. And then that's it. Um, and what do you mean? So, and then they don't get the rest? The yeah. Other 30? And then you don't get it. Yeah. So we'll, what? Yeah. So we'll pay you early, but you don't get all of it. If <gasps> you- that's disgusting. Are you fucking kidding me? That's yeah, that makes but, me very angry. But this lady, this Roseanne's mom, she wasn't having it. She was like, no, nah, fuck that. Like, so she was like, you know, so she asked for the money early. Um, and she didn't have anything, had no money, you know, like obviously spent the Roseanne money, it was gone. Um, and all she had for the entire week was a large jar of strawberry jam. Oh my god. And that's what she ate in her off week was a giant jar of strawberry oh. jam. No bread, just the jam? That's all she had was jam. Oh my God. Oh my God. And w- once in a while they would let, they would take pity on her and let her have the buffet at the hotel, like for free. Like once in a while, fuck. Yeah. Like she'd go there and be like, you know, I'm really in a tough spot, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, sometimes the server would be like, come on, have some eggs, bitch. You know, like, um, but for the most part, part she was just in her room you know just eating fuck once in a while get oh i'm kind of hungry and then go grab the smucker's jar and take three spoonfuls and then go to sleep that makes me so sad because like you know what if she had become famous that would be a funny story to tell on a couch on a late night talk show but and all people that have done comedy have a story like that but like most of us our stories stay sad because we never make it I mean, and that one's maybe in some ways even more sad because it's that's on your that's that's on your way down. Yes. Right. Like she was she was famous. She was on television. She did have money. 
And here she is on her way down on the down escalator of her career, eating strawberry jam in a hotel room in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Oh, the down escalator <laughs> terrifies me. The down, because I, we see the down escalator all the time and it's upsetting and sad. And it makes you want to like, it makes you understand what some people are like, I'm going to bow out early. People are like, oh, they, they were still doing well, blah, 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 because they don't want to hit that down escalator that eventually turns into a slide that shoots you right out. I should have mentioned though that it was a double fruit. Like it wasn't one of those. Ones. <laughs> it wasn't one of, strawberry one. Yeah, it would have huge strawberry chunks in it too, because it, it wasn't just uh, like one of those gelatin, you know, like where it's all just red jelly. It wasn't one of those. It had nice big sugary strawberry chunks in it, so it wasn't all bad. But she was getting some fiber. Yeah, yeah. Zero. No, it was fruit. I mean, there was fruit. <laughs> there was plenty of fruit in there. <laughs> comics used to tell us oh you can make a instant noodles in your coffee pot when we were newer like that's hilarious that's fun and then now that I'm hearing that I'm like that's sad that's sad that we have to make soup in our fucking coffee pots because because we're not making any money at all well and then you get tax advice from comedians where they'd be like hey you know what don't declare any of it and you're like what the fucking what you know like they just wouldn't do their tax like you know, there was so many just delinquents, right? It was just like an industry filled with people that just were, you know, like when you put, it's like, oh, they're social misfits. And it's like, yeah, well, they're social misfits, but they don't understand anything about business. They're not, they don't learn anything. They're just getting manipulated into, you know, like that's why the industry, um, it's changing now. Like there's better people involved in the industry now, I think. But when we were coming up, the people that were in charge, um were scoundrels right like so every part of this was a ripoff and ripping comics off like i would hear stories about like you know that the reason they never put well they still don't they nobody ever put percentages of how much the agents are getting for anything we just assumed that they were being dickheads (laughs) or like rental cars right like you get a rental car but you had to get it through this one specific agency and you know then you'd find out years later like oh there was like an extra fee on top of that that was going to the person who booked me to do the show. Um, they were making money, like they were making money off of me renting from here, and they yeah. presented it to me as like, "Oh, you should go through there. It's a good. We got a good deal there." I remember once <laughs> doing a Bob Angeli gig. First of all, he asked me. I think the show was in like what's that Grand Cash. And first of all, he asked me if I would deliver posters to Edson and I think also Jasper, which is like an hour out of my way. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'll take the ones to Edson because we're driving through there, but I'm not taking them to Jasper posters. And then he goes, oh, and can you please take my Air Miles card or Petro points and fill up at Petro Canada? I'm like, fuck no. (laughs) Like, You're not giving me gas money. You're not getting my points. Well, yeah. And like that's that was par for the course was like people just like hey can you do this or can you do that like and just when you push back they're like okay like i won't work with you again like what yeah. i need is somebody to drop these fucking posters off i don't care about the show like the show is nothing i don't care if it's terrible or great it doesn't matter what i need is somebody to drop these fucking posters off in jasper you know like that's <laughs> it that's the whole deal is like well if i mail them it's eight bucks but if I get this bitch to go there, then, you know, and if you had said yes, he would have, he would have like contacted you all the time and been like, 
she's great great show i think i don't know i don't know if she is yeah i heard she's really funny um yeah she's one of the top she's one of my top people because she oh i got booked because i i got booked because i had a car and i was nice and i kind of just said yes to everything like it, it whenever i see new comics be like oh i'm not doing that shit i'm not doing that shit i'm like i wish i could have been like that <laughs> i wish well, i could have been like i'm not doing bob angeli shit there used to be a lot more road work yeah right like i don't think there's a whole lot of road work for the younger comedians coming up now like it's not like back then it was like you know one weekend you could be in grand cash or red deer or you know fucking fort st john or grand prairie like you you could be all over the place but you'd only get you'd be getting like 75 bucks and driving somebody who'd be sleeping in your car (laughs) (laughs) yeah or 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 complaining about how every comedian fucked them over i had a comic that um his name was Roger Chandler. He passed away, not with me, but <laughs> since then. But I remember I was like, I met him in the parking lot of Gateway Lanes, <laughs> where the comedy factory was. And Bob was like, this is Roger. And this this man who looked like Santa Claus, a little, like he had white hair and a white mustache. And he looked like he could be my grandfather. And he was really nice, but he complained about every, he, he said that Carrot Top stole his act. He, he, he could every comic I brought up, it'd be like, yeah, that asshole. Like every comic, oh, even if you want to hear every, about every, that fucking every single comic. Oh, and then when we were we did the Grand we did Grand Prairie together and then Fort St. John the next night. So Grand Prairie, we were in the casino, we're walking around, and all these people are like looking at me funny. I think I might have told this already, but like they're looking at me like weird. And then I realized I'm like, oh, they think I'm like an escort. Uh, <laughs> walking around with this old man holding his bag for him Jesus he was Christ. a very nice man but it was like i like i the older you get the more bitter you get it's just inevitable right because like slowly you go from being really 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 well respected and working a lot to slowly being phased out that's exactly what happens to all of us right it yeah. even happens to like louis ck's and like it happens to all of us that's why comics that die young or die in the prime of their career are never forgotten. Like Sam Kinison died prime of his career. He'll always be a legend, but I guarantee you if Sam Kinison was alive today, like people oh. wouldn't be saying great things about him. No, so you'd be, be eating strawberry jam at the fucking motel uh, six. And yeah. yeah, like screaming you know. into the jar. <laughs> ah, you <used to> <laughs> it. it is a really sad. It is a really sad, fun at first but very sad business like in the beginning it's so much fun and throughout it it's pretty good time and then when you get older it's like okay I have no skills left I didn't put any money away and now I'm going to go work at a 7-Eleven <laughs> yeah this is fun this is a good way to end this is a great way to end my fucking career is just yeah I'm a comedian but I work at Sev now um, yeah things of sometimes I have shows on the weekend but yeah, and then you're on social media and there's guys that you're like, that guy used to open for me. And now he's <laughs> fucking doing better than I did. And I work at Sev. <laughs> I'm I f- haven't been on social media. That's the one thing. I probably, and I didn't post about the episode last week just because I haven't been on social media. I should get back on just for the podcast, but like, With a blackout? it's been actually quite nice. It's smart, right? It's a good, like you forget the impact that that information has on your brain and your body. Just taking yeah, it, totally. it's, it's, it's just like food inside, you know, it's like, 
it's just like eating shitty food. It's just fucking McDonald's for your brain. And we're just like, you know, kind of wired to like, yeah, fucking sure. Let's go on there and have another root beer. Like, but it really is just strawberry jam right into your fucking cranium. It's not <laughs> good. And then three hours later, you feel like shit and you're like, kind of like, fuck, you know? And it's, it's stuff that we're not even supposed to know. We're not even supposed to know. Like we're not wired to know all this. We're not supposed to like, we're fucking, you know, like we're monkeys. We're not supposed to have all the tragedy. Like imagine if other species like giraffes or whatever, were like had this thing in their hands and they saw all the giraffe tragedy from every draft. They got eaten by a lion, ah! you know, like every elephant got to see like, Oh my God, another one without tasks. Like they just, if every animal got to see all the tragedy in the world happening to their species at any given fucking time, they'd fucking just die. Like they just fucking lay down in a puddle and die. They'd be like, we're not supposed to know all this. No, we're not. It's killing people. It's making people like, and it's ruining people's personalities too. Like in so many different ways, like narcissism is through the roof. Everyone on social media is a narcissist. I don't care what you say you're a narcissist if you're on social media and you're posting all the time i'm a narcissist it's just like it's it, it but it's through the roof like it used to be just a few people but now everybody is a is a complete narcissist and it's ruining people's personalities <laughs> like it's making people gross but it's still more fun than not right that's the problem is it's like you know once you unplug from social media you're like well now what do i do watch television why did i now watch I'm- santa barbara yesterday what the fuck <laughs> Well, now I have Disney Plus and Star. Did you know that? Did you hear about that? Disney Plus sucks. Like, what do I want to No, watch? it doesn't. Not now. I don't want to watch of yesterday, As of yesterday, they have this new thing on it called Star. And it's, like, got every single movie I've been looking for, every single television show. Like, it's crazy. It's got everything on there. Really? I'm probably going to cancel Netflix. You know that you know what you know what uh documentary really was maybe the worst doc I've ever fucking seen in my life was that um the hotel the one about the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Oh, that with the girl with the, the in the worst. body like in the water tanks or whatever? Yeah, it should have been like a 10 minute it should have been in a 10 minute uh documentary about a woman yeah. with mental health issues who stopped taking her medication and yeah. Like that should, it should have been seemed like it was some supernatural shit. Yeah, yeah like it was stretched four, out and made fucking, it like yeah. It took me a while to get through it because when I watched the first episode, about like halfway through or so, they start talking about like personal life of the detective, and he's like, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ, and and I started thinking, what am I watching? Like, why are we learning about this? There was a lot about each of the detectives' like backstory, and it's kind of like well, I don't care. Well, and a lot of it was like there were simple explanations for every inconsistency and they just they just didn't show you, right? Like so Yeah. They were like, Why is this covered up? Why is the image slowed down? Why you know, and you're like and it's just easy bothered me was like that they're like, Oh yeah, so we have this footage and we released this footage. And up to that point they hadn't mentioned that there was anything weird about the footage. And then it's like, oh, an internet sleuths noticed that she was darting around like a psycho. Really? Like, the, it's, it was like they were trying to hide yeah. this story and then like for the big reveal. And you're just kind of like, I, so yeah, she, a lady with mental health issues. So. 
Well, it was yeah. just gross that people were drinking that water. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing was like the whole thing was a lie, really. Like I felt like I was like I just got ripped off of four hours. Like yeah, because they they presented it as like here's a woman with mental health issues, but she was working on it, and she was you know uh, proactive and trying to be healthy and. She died under mysterious circumstances in this hotel where serial killers fucking lived, you know? And you're I like, I thought they were oh, going to show more about, like, I wanted to know, like, the history of the hotel and all the awful things that happened. I didn't want, I, like, by, like, the fourth episode, I was like, okay, this girl died, but what else happened here? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but- well, towards the end, they're just sort of like, oh, and also, uh, she stopped taking her medication. Right. That's what I was going to say. Is there, like, yeah. That was the big, it's like, okay, well, you could have mentioned that in the first 10 fucking minutes. Is yeah. the girl stopped taking her medication and was freaking out in the lobby prior to going to the roof and jumping into a fucking tank. Yeah. Like, yeah. You could have mentioned that in the first 10 fucking minutes. Do you think that she just went swimming? I think she did. Just- yeah, she was hiding out, you know, like she just was like, let's, this is a good place to hide, you know, this is a pretty fun she- place. Was she naked? She was naked in there, or she wasn't? She was naked, yeah. She was, oh. but, like, the, the water goes up and down, and they figured it was just, like, she'd been in there long enough that she could have... I, I just felt like, like, by the end of it, I thought, well, maybe she just was, in, in a manic episode, stripped down, went skinny dipping in a water tank and drowned. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly pretty much what happened. Like, she probably thought somebody was after her and had these manic episodes, but... It was like, well, you had these three. What do you? What was this documentary about? It was like, oh, the homelessness around there. It's quite a dangerous area. Like, it reminded me of listening to one of my dad's stories, where it's like, <laughs> get to the fucking yeah. And then another, oh, and another thing about you heard about that girl that died? Yeah, what? What girl? Ah, some Asian. Anyway, it was in an area of town where there were dad, what the fuck happened to the girl? It was well, there was a guy also who was a metal singer. And some guys said it thought it was he did it, but it turned out he didn't do it. But there anyway, oh, there was also a serial killer. And you just get to the fuck it. What happened to her? She took she, she was off her meds and jumped in a fucking tank and died. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell a fucking story. You never want to talk anymore. About the details. <laughs> like the documentary was just a senior's tale that just woven. And I remember I went to high school with this guy. Just fucking what happened? That like, being said, do- I would like, I think that would be a good idea for a show is just to have that old person describe, sto- like describe stories we all know and things we all saw happen. Just hear it from. So there was a guy and fucking okay and oh uh, yeah and he jumped in the tank. Yeah, there was what? an elevator video where she was dancing like a one of those space dances, <laughs> like you dance what? on the moon, and it was slowed down for no reason. They couldn't figure it out. Actually, there should be a documentary series of like uh, older people telling stories. <laughs> yeah. It's a fuck. It's your your like. It's like Netflix. It's one of those like jump the shark things where like true crime is such a hot thing right now. It's like everybody consumes so much true crime shit. But we were we've talked about this in other podcasts where you run out of true crime stuff that happened long enough ago that the whole thing wasn't just figured out immediately because the whole thing was covered by CCTV and phones and like 
you know, like, so you run out of shit. So you go back in time. You have to go way back in time to find one where it's like, it's a mystery. We don't know. And you pull this, you're, this is what you're going to pull out of your ass. Like some fucking lady just jumped in a tank and you knew it right from the beginning, but you create this dumb scenario. How much money like, does Netflix have? Cause they just churn shit out. Oh God. Like and the production value was great, but it was just like, you know, the family wasn't involved. It was just like interviews with these old, like Christian detectives that, you know, like it's just fucking dumb. And then this <laughs> poor metal singer, like death to the Grecian girl, you know, like <laughs> he just happens to have these fucking stupid song death to the Canadian Asian girl. And then, <laughs> and then fucking almost kills himself. Like, I just am a songwriter. Like fucking well, it was a little close, Chucky. You know, <laughs> death to the Canadian Asian bipolar woman. <laughs> I just I was just riffing, and then these fucking internet people ruined my life. <laughs> I don't know, buddy. That song's a little close. You jumped in a tank. Check the water tank on the roof. The metal singer's singing about a water tank. <laughs> I push the Asian girl into the water. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's, and then they're like, yeah, I think he killed her. And he's like, who, what the fuck? No, I just write terrible music. That's all I do. I just have horrific videos and terrible music. And I'm not really an artist. I'm just a goth guy with a guitar. I love it. And then he got a job, had to get a job at Sav eating fucking jam every night. Because <laughs> his internet sleuth ruined his life. If I had to spend money on one thing that I had to eat over and over, I don't know if it would be strawberry jam. I think she just happened to have it, right? I think it was, I don't think she went to his store with $8 and said, fuck it, I'll get the jam. <laughs> I think it was like a gift from a cast member from Roseanne. Like it was just all, all she had. Her jam. <laughs> All the crackers, all the crackers in her pantry were gone. So it was just like, fuck it. I maybe she got to the border and they were like, you can't have all these fucking crackers. And, you know, the only thing she was able to hide from them was the jam. Maybe. I don't know, but all she had was jam. And uh, that is a sad story. You know what I mean? Because you'd think you'd go to Money Mart at that point. Like, fuck it. I want some bread to put on this jam. I'm going to go to Money Mart. If I was that poor, I probably would start going to funerals because there's always lunch at funerals. We were yeah. at my, uh, we were at a funeral. It was like a family funeral. And this, it was all the cousins sitting together. And like this older couple came and sat with us and they were like, oh, this is like delicious uh, food. And then they're like, we have another funeral at two. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, they were funeral hopping. Like instead of bar hopping, now they're oh funeral hopping. Hey. <laughs> But there's good food at funerals and no one's going to come up and be like, how did you know the deceased? Like everyone, you know, like you've been to funerals before. It's like huge. Everyone like kind of like just. All you got to do is walk in and figure out the gender of the dead person. And then, you know, like he's in, he's at peace now. We should, we should, instead of doing a movie called Wedding Crashers, let's do one called Funeral Crashers. Yeah. We just go to different funerals and, and, you know, we could be, it could be like, you know how those, um, it could be on the food network right oh like, yeah and then we're like so who's the caterer and then we talk to the caterer and like oh how do you make your tuna sandwiches and then we eat it like wow and then other people that are mourning we're like 
what do you think of the tuna melt? And they're like, I don't know, my dad is fucking dead, you know? <laughs> we could call it mortuaries, funeral homes, and dives. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and dies. And, and dies. It dies, yeah. Dives, oh my God. Dives and dies. I like, I remember, did you go to funerals when you were a kid? Like when your family, like you would, your mom's aunt or something? I really always avoided funerals. Um, I really, really like any memorial stuff. Like I'm a coward that way. Like when it comes to things <laughs> like that, I'm like, I can't go. I cannot go. I cannot. I was like my mother's date to every single family funeral <laughs> or friend prayer service. I, I used to go with my mom to so, and I saw so many dead bodies when I was a kid. Cause it would always be like, at the end of the funeral, you walk up and there's the person in the casket. And then you walk by. Like, that's why I don't want, I want to be cremated. I don't need people to stare at my dead body. Like it's, it's weird. And we were Ukrainian. So there's always be these Ukrainian Orthodox funerals where they would have this like incense bomb that they would like, like, just like shake and it would go everywhere. And I almost like passed out at a funeral once when I was a kid. Cause there was like so much incense in this tiny Ukrainian church. It was, if I smell that smell now, it'll make me want to throw up. I want to be buried like with my CPAP on and uh, <laughs> like wearing a condom and just having, I want to be buried like a, like a Viking, you know, like with all, with all this like fake memorabilia and fake war memorial shit. You should have to be naked. <laughs> totally naked. Open. <laughs> that was a weird thing was picking out what my mom was going to, they were like, do you want her to, and she was cremated and they still wanted her in an outfit. I wanted to, I want to be buried in a prison uniform. <laughs> like an orange one? An orange jumpsuit. Orange then, is the new dead. And the casket is half open and it's the bottom half. So people <laughs> walk by and just see my fucking gross feet and orange <laughs> pants. And they're like, what in the fuck <laughs> is this? I can just see his fucking feet, but they have my feet up on a pillow like it's my head. <laughs> there's, flowers. So there's flowers around my feet, and you know, there's a picture on my legs of my <laughs> of my feet. <laughs> I thought wedding dresses were expensive. Caskets are expensive. I don't really want an expensive one. I just like, you know, just in a fucking green bin. You know, the the um um you know the, those bags that you have for um what is it called uh disposable what is it like um like blue bags not a blue bag not a recycle bag i don't like recycle bags but just a the compost bag? compost bag yeah just put me in a fucking compost bag cut me up <laughs> that's <laughs> what we should do sean we should become morticians and like we should buy a funeral home those people make so much money it's ridiculous how expensive it is to die why didn't we get involved in that like it's just we, we it's, still can we're young in the funeral world that's true yeah that's true because all you have to and do is be like hi there hi hey hi i don't i just don't i think the reason is because it's really hard to wake up monday morning and just it lets like fucking grief and yeah, then wake up tuesday morning and it's grief and Wednesday is grief. And I mean, Thursday, it's not your grief. It's yeah, not thanks. grief, but it's yeah. like grief, 
grief by associate it's like social media it just bleeds into you like it just but you probably would also it would kind of get desensitized to it you probably would eventually be like they're in a better place everything is blah 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 i know how difficult this is i think it would be hard if it was like having to deal with children that would be impossible for me to deal with like it would be i think it's similar to like i don't know if you <clears throat> have ever watched that movie you should watch it it's really uplifting uh, that Shoah film that i always talk about Oh. The um, documentary about nine hour documentary about the Holocaust. Oh, it's really uplifting. But there's one part of it where the Jews who um, disposed of all the other Jews, um, they started to want Jews to come in because if a train came in filled with Jews, <clears throat> they would get like turkey, chicken, fucking stuffing. They would get like a three course meal. Why? That 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 was their reward for that day. They would get like, you know, they would have a delicious breakfast and a great lunch and a fucking three course meal at night with salad forks and soup and fucking, you know, the, all the trimmings. And uh, if they didn't, they ate dog shit. They ate fucking, you know, uh, broth with maggots in it. <clears throat> so psychologically, you start to like when a train comes filled with jews they started to be like yeah like they would be excited because they knew it was fucking turkey time you know oh my god so i I think it's similar to uh you know what happens at funeral homes where like if people aren't dying you're like fuck Mm. like we need death man and then somebody calls you like my dad died you're like yeah fuck yeah yes sorry hello i'm gonna meet my photo this month i'm so sorry for your love yes I'm sorry that that happened to you and your family. Would you be available to come? Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, you'd be fucking. We're going to Cancun. <laughs> Kids, we're going to Mexico. Somebody died. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's horrible. <laughs> I started to think everybody was going to live forever in this town. Wow. We should open a pet funeral home because honestly, people, most people are not having children anymore. They're having pets. You're right. Why don't we have a pet? And people are spending so much money on their animals. You'd have to move to like Kitsilano or some shit. You know, you'd have to move to some fucking trendy, super rich, yuppie part of Vancouver and just have little kitty cat caskets. I don't know. I think that like it would go well. I don't think that's such a like a rich per- i think that most people if you had a little package and you could have a little puppy funeral they do it so many people especially like all these oil guys are attached to their one dog and then the dog dies and they're like you know they'll they'll put their money down for that put me, in with, it. Put me in with that animal all yeah, i'm saying that is that we could make a fortune off death whether it's animal or human <laughs> we could start making caskets that have like a little sidecar you know? <laughs> So when you die, you're in your own big human casket, but there's just a little block oh. of wood on the outside that all that Dottie and Eugene go into. Oh my God. So I, when you, when you die, we dogs euth- to die when I die. Well, when you die, we euthanize them, right? No. And then, so if you die, right here, so if they die first, then we freeze them and wait till you die and then put them in the casket with you. I think she's dead right now. Layer just like that. <laughs> you die first. Will you? You killed her, Sean. Hmm? 
You killed her. I didn't kill Dottie. I wouldn't do <laughs> Hopefully you outlive your dogs, right? I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, that would mean I was dead in about 10, 15 years. Oh, she's alive. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know why I always bring up like horrible, like that movie, dude, don't even watch it, Shoa. Like if you no. like sadness, watch it. But if you don't, don't, because there's a lot of stuff in there where you're like, wow. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> At least it's more real than that fucking Cecil Hotel bullshit. Like that was yeah. just awful. I, I guess that would be a test. Uh, like I, if you take an edible and watch Shoa, could you laugh? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a single moment where you could possibly go, okay, now that was funny. <laughs> the part where the kid is, they could, the part where they could hear the children screaming. Oh my God. In town. That was a good one. Oh my God. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of edibles, we have to do our plug for this week. For Northern Queen. Yeah. Northern, Northern Queen. Queen. They they want us to do the coupon code because they want us to have they want people to have to listen to the show. That's oh, oh that's see, I have a marketing diploma and I knew that. So that's why you guys didn't get it. You didn't go to Nate for marketing. But yeah, it's so, really paid off. I think that the coupon code this week is going to be strawberry jam. Yes. <laughs> And it's going to be valid from February 27th to March 4th for 15% off any order from Northern Queen. They deliver everywhere in Canada and they, uh, not deliver, they mail everywhere in Canada. They deliver in Edmonton on Fridays and they're on Facebook, Northern Queen. Uh, this week we got peanut butter cups that are 30 milligrams each and gummy bears that are 15 milligrams each. But I had a peanut butter cup last night before bed and it not only is tasty, I almost wanted to have another one, but I'm like, I'd be dead right now because it was, <laughs> it was so, I was so up in the good. middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I was like in this zombie high and I was like, I think like that's, that's how I know the body is a wondrous machine because I would have peed my bed if my body hadn't been like, get the fuck up, bitch. Yeah, I puked the bed one time when I was a teenager. You puked the bed? Yeah, I puked the bed. I I've never the puked the bed. What happened? Like, did I have a wet dream out of my mouth? What the <laughs> What the fuck? This is a weird sex. I had a sex dream and I woke up and I was covered in puke. You woke up covered in puke? Yeah, I, I was drunk uh, from the night before. You know how you, you always hear uh, stories of like old rock stars that choked on their own vomit or something and died? Yeah. Yeah, luckily I'm a side sleeper, so that didn't happen. So <laughs> I just... I woke up in the morning in like different clothes and I went to bed. I don't remember what happened. I had to work at McDonald's. That was the thing too. I had a pizza shift at 6 a.m. I had to make pizzas. And I just woke up and I was like, what the fuck? There's puke everywhere. Who puked? Like, oh you know, your God. first reaction is who the fuck puked all over the area around my head? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck puked a perfect circle around my body? <laughs> That's always like uh, that was always like a, a scary thing for me. Like if I ever like hooked up with a dude and he was really wasted or something, or we were both drunk or something, and I worried that he would puke. And then I had I also had dicks drawn all over me that night. <laughs> so 
somebody drew Sharpie cocks all over my face and I had to go to McDonald's at 6 a.m. and make pizzas with fucking dicks all over my face. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't get it out. Do the kids still do that? Do kids still draw dicks on passed out people? I don't know. They probably just like steal your phone, put in the password and take screenshots of all your texts and send it to everybody or something. Oh my God, that's way worse. <laughs> I'd rather have dicks all over my face. Yeah, they probably do something more like high tech. There's probably more of a high tech dick on face thing now. <laughs> where they pull your pants off, take pictures of your penis and send it to your parents or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, hey mom, here's my dick. <laughs> and then you wake up the next day and, you're, and your mom's like, that's disgusting. And you're like, oh, fuck. Did somebody send you my dick and say that it was me? Damn it. That has to be illegal. That's got to be like revenge porn is illegal now. Yeah, but in the 90s, it was just dicks on face. So then you go in and there's no way around it, right? You're like making pizzas, putting fucking cheese (laughs) on and everybody that walks by is like, (laughs) and you're like, (laughs) yeah, that's what. Yes, I did this. What do you fucking you think I did this? You think I like this? That's kind of a rite of passage. Yeah, that was a classic dicks on face moment. I think that was the only one I ever had because I wasn't really a pass out guy. I was uh, get absolutely shit faced. And um, my thing was like, I could still function like that was the like, oh, wow, look at him. He can drink a 40, still move around. Like it was like being 103, still walking, you know, like, <laughs> look at her. Look at old birdie. She's 103 and she doesn't need a walker. That was my claim to fame. I don't like I could drink a lot I could I when I never passed out or got sick or anything but I yeah I and now I literally can't even really drink alcohol I can drink but not as much like I'll have one drink now and I'll be like woo because I just haven't been drinking because like I don't my drinking is always social I don't I'm not one of those people that enjoys the taste of alcohol I just like I drink to get fucked up around people that I know and have fun and then but now there's no there's no point to drinking. I love it when people say I'm a social drinker. It's like, well, who's a fucking business drinker, you moron? <laughs> yeah. Like who like puts on a suit and opens their briefcase and, you know, it's a flask of whiskey. Like there's no, it's everybody's a social drinker. But I mean, like, I'd ra- I don't like just sitting and drinking by myself and I don't do it. Yeah. Those are the saddest drunks. The ones who can do it themselves. You know, the ones that can just be a one man drinking show. Yeah. And- and the only people that know are like everybody in their family, them and the guy at the liquor store. <laughs> and everyone that smells them. <laughs> yeah, like this guy's got a problem, you know? Drinkers have a smell and smokers have a smell. Did we talk about the Texas thing last week? What's the Texas thing? How cold it was? Like we, lo- we Keep love. Keep talking. It. I'm going to get our scratchy ticket because I forgot it. But no, like Ted Cruz. Going to Cancun? Ted Cruz a little bit. Oh, did we talk about Ted Cruz going to Cancun? I think so. I forget. I forget I too, know. but that was pretty How great. long ago did that happen? It was fun. Yeah. I, lo- I love like, it. People need to loosen up. That's what he said. It's like, oh, well. Is that what he said? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, how <laughs> fucking... That's the great thing about being loaded is you don't even really realize how tone deaf your behavior is. You're just like, well... And yeah. a lot of people in Texas were like, hey, if I could afford it, I would have done the same thing. Like, you know, are you kidding? Like fucking going. And then you say like, oh, I'm just, I was just uh, dropping my kids off in Cancun. Like Dro- right. who drops their kids off yeah. in Cancun? Yeah. 
No, I didn't drop them off at the airport. I took them straight to Cancun. And there was people the- fucking there was people in Texas that died in their houses. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Yeah. How cold cool did it get? Like this, I'm not on social media. I don't watch the news. Minus I have no idea what's It was like minus, minus 20. twenty or something. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. But and like, they don't have like Spain with no heat for days. Yeah. That's <gasps> terrible. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there is a part of me that's like, what are you talking about? Like kids died in their bedrooms, where it's like. What do you? What are the parents doing? Like, okay, kids, it's a school night. Hit the hit hit the time to hit the deck. You know, it's eight thirty. That's crazy. Get up! It's the it's you're late for school. Oh, he's dead. What are you talking about? What do you? Why did you go to sleep in minus twenty? Like, it doesn't make sense. So did like did it like it snowed and stuff? And they and Ted Cruz did like nothing. Well, Ted Cruz was his power went out as well but he's loaded so he was like we're going to cancun yeah we're not going to ride this out here we're going to go to a resort which probably thirty-three thousand wealthy people in texas did at the exact same time right the plane was probably loaded with rich people from texas that were going to cancun for the week until the power was back on mm-hmm. this is why you never want to be a politician or a public figure because you just want to be rich. You just want to be able to be an asshole and an anonymous asshole, right? Because I'm sure there's plenty of rich people that went and it's like, that's kind of a dick move, but nobody really says anything because they're not in the public eye. But when you're in the public eye and you're rich and you do something stupid, then everybody knows and everybody calls you an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like it's politically stupid. Like it was the whole thing was dumb. It was dumb to do that. Especially yeah. after like, even it's not like... Like at Christmas time when everyone was pissed off at the UCP, it wasn't just in Alberta that that politicians were getting shit on. It wasn't just in Canada. Like there were some incidents in the States and stuff. So like even still after all the bad backlash, he still was like, no, 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 I'm going to go to Cancun. So if I was, if I was rich, I would have ridden out the entire pandemic in fucking, you know, in Cancun. I would have just, well, there were like resorts and resort. like I'm worth $38 million. Like we're just going to live at a resort. There are resorts in Thailand that were trying to tell people, like, come here. Everything is dirt cheap. Like, like uh, Brian Aylward, he's a comic that lives in Asia, but he's from Newfoundland. He was, like, in the middle of the pandemic. He was at a, at a band, like, uh, deserted resort in Thailand. He had a swim-up pool. Like, it was gorgeous. And he was, like, spending, like, $12 a night to be there, like, because Jeez. no one was doing it. Right. That's unbelievable. We should have done that. Rates what are we are doing? Cheap as the Cecil Hotel for uh, mass murderers. That's what's funny about it is like these mass murderers would murder people and then go back to the Cecil Hotel covered in blood and just trudge on up to the 15th floor and go to sleep in their little shitty room. Like it was just like the worst. And they were like $5 a night. What are you talking about? Like what I would rather if I owned a hotel, I'd be like, Leave it empty. I can't afford to have somebody coming on the walls for four ninety nine. <laughs> this guy's fucking coming on the curtains every. I don't, you know, like five dollars. What? It, it might cost me a hundred to clean it. Yeah. We did a downtown Eastside pub crawl. Adam and I, and one of his friends, like we went to all of the really like creepy hotels, and it was so much fun. But I'm sure we talked to some serial killers. I don't it's know. Fun when you're is... there on a pub crawl and you're just like, hey, just stopping by. A little bit different when you're like, that's my neighbor. He lives. I also, 
I watched Big again recently, and that's actually a pretty funny movie to watch now because, like, when he f- turns big, he goes to New York to get a hotel room, and he stays at like this terrifying hotel. <laughs> and it's like I've stayed in a hotel like that during comedy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the best place—the best place to stay when you're doing comedy—is uh, <clears throat> a bed and breakfast. Always, you know, like. <clears throat> Are you serious? No, because okay, it, um, there's always a woman who expects you there. And so for me, I like to not, you know, like I'll go before the show and have a shower <laughs> and go do the show and leave. I don't even care if I'm in fucking Thailand. Like, I'm not going to stay over. I'd rather drive through the night. Um, what if but, you're really tired? I don't care. Like if, I, and if I'm, I'll, I'll pull over, like I'll draw, I'll drive, you know, if I've got a seven hour drive home, I'll drive five of it. And then if I'm really tired, I'll sleep for an hour on the side of the road and then keep driving. Um, but if you're at a bed and breakfast, you'll have this lady who's like, hello, like, what, what do you want for supper? And it's like, I, I'm not going to be here. Well, I got, I guess, I guess I shouldn't have bought all this cheese. <laughs> I guess there was no point in buying a chicken. They're just glaring at you like, oh, that's fine. I guess I, I guess I do it nothing then, you know, and it's like, yeah. Because it's a small town bed and breakfast where this lady hasn't had anybody stay there in a fucking year and a half. Like, who the fuck is going to stay in this tiny little shithole unless they're a trapped entertainer? <laughs> That's exactly. I, I also don't like staying at, like, the venue, the venue's owner's homes. Like, yeah. even if it's a nice house, I still don't like it. I want a hotel room. I just want to be able, or if it's a condo, I just want my own room. I just, I like to not have to interact <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you want to have the you want to have all your options open and if you're staying over somewhere and you're like you know that was a terrible show and i really hated everybody who was there and i just want to go home and then it's like well you're staying over oh good <laughs> I, I don't want to stay over anymore there's well, one also... I, did, I did what show with paul coffee yeah 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 he was like doing some, and we were in this tiny ass fucking town. And Paul I was the hockey player. Yeah. And I wasn't, because he's like, he's probably like fucking 10. He'll go anywhere and tell stories about Lemieux and Gretzky for five grand. Right. I mean, why not? Yeah. Like it's a great life for those guys because, you know, like every hockey foundation, every hockey fundraiser, they want to do like a hot stove and they've got a budget because, you know, the Caterpillar towing in town is going to pay for coffee to come in you know like and so all he's got to do is answer 38 questions about Lemieux and Gretzky um and gets five grand stays at the bed and breakfast has a few drinks like so yeah that's what and he was staying at the bed and breakfast and my so and my agent got me a hotel room and then coffee mentioned it on stage like well I'm staying at Claire's tonight but our comedian I guess is at the he's got something in his contract he's at the ramada or something so anyway and then and then the crowd fucking was like as soon as i got up there they're like fuck this guy like paul coffee is you know he's nice enough to stay in our town but this fucking unknown idiot we've got to pay a hundred bucks and put him up in in fucking the big city 
Um, and then I had to remind, I was like, okay, you know, it was the crap. I, I was just like, look, yes, I'm not staying. I'm not staying at the bed and breakfast and coffee is, but let's be clear. His rate is 10 G's for tonight. And mine is 1500. Okay. <laughs> not, let's not act like, and then coffee got mad at me because <laughs> we actually started getting along later in the night once the show was over, but uh, my actual set bombed. Like I didn't do very well because coffee kept saying shit about me. Like during your set. Well, no, like be, he was doing. For some reason, they had me on last, which made oh, okay. no sense. No sense. They had coffee went on first, and he's like, they kept flashing pictures of me behind him, because <laughs> I was part of the show. And I'm like, and then he'd look at it and he'd go, "Who is that guy? Like, what is that? Who is that? What? Are, what is even is that guy?" What's he doing? Oh, and the crowd's like, I don't know him either. What the fuck? And I'm in the back like, oh, God. So my set, and then he mentioned that I wasn't staying at the bed and breakfast. And he was. And so he looked like a local hometown hero. And I looked like a piece of shit. <laughs> so then uh, my set didn't go very well. Because like the crowd had already been there four hours by the time I got on. But then I I said that I would MC the uh, silent or the auction. So like live auction so i was like i'll i'll do the live auction and then i I, people started to like me during the live auction because i just make fun of every item and pull it apart and fucking take everything out and go what is this gift box of shit (laughs) and all the women are like he's not supposed to open it you know (laughs) um and then i had these paul coffee jerseys and i was like ladies and gentlemen let's start the bidding at four dollars for these fucking (laughs) Paul coffee jerseys <laughs> and then it's like do I hear five like I'm going up by one dollar and then so it was at like eighteen hundred dollars or something like that and then uh because I started going up by bigger increments but then I was like ladies and gentlemen these are eighteen hundred dollars for these Paul coffee jer- unfortunately Mr. Coffee refuses to sign them he will not be signing them <laughs> um so these are it's just a Paul co- and then coffee stands up like I will fucking sign it I will fucking sign that. <laughs> and I'm like, Paul, sit down. Have a seat. They should team they should team every old timer NHLer with a comedian and go on the road. That would be hilarious. Who would you want to go with? Um, I don't know. Like, who knows? Who cares? I don't, you know, I don't really care about any of them. You know, I would want to like- go with Jeff Bookaboom just because I wanted to be able to say Jeff Bookaboom all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That is a cool name. But yeah, and so I thought Paul Coffey hated me because um, we had that interaction. But then the next time I worked with him or the next time I did a show, for some reason, I worked with him twice. So the next time I'm like, shit, like he's going to fucking hate me. I, I were last time I worked with Coffee, we <laughs> didn't get along. And then uh, when I ran into him, he's like, hey, Sean. And then like we had a conversation and like he was super nice. And, uh, you know, when on when he did his thing on stage, he's like, hey, a comedian coming up. He's uh, fucking don't fuck with him. That's for sure. <laughs> he's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a funny it was one of the only times I worked with a celebrity. And I'm like, I guess I got to throw coffee under the bus. I kept like <laughs> making fun of coffee and being like. Paul will not be signing any of this. Oh, man. Um, Paul will not be meeting any of you after the show. Um, Paul and his handler have left. They are already gone. And Paul's like, I'm still here. (laughs) I'm right here. 
Like Paul's already on his plane, everybody. <laughs> you know, we're not in a big hurry. But yeah, I'm like, how many times have you answered the question, who's better, Gretzky or Lemieux? Oh, like, man. he just goes to these little shithole towns in a Quonset for 10 Gs, and people go, who's better, Gretzky or Lemieux, in your opinion, Paul? <laughs> well, they were both good in their own way. Give me the fucking money, I'm gone. <laughs> and I bet you all those guys that ask that are like, nobody's ever had the balls to ask him this. Yeah, yeah. Well, We'll just flat out ask you, Paul, and you probably don't get this a lot, but you played with both Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky, and I'm just wondering, in your opinion, who's better? Well, that's like asking me what's a better color, red or blue. They're both beautiful on dresses, <laughs> depending on the girl who wears them. Good night. Give me my 10 grand. Bye. <laughs> That's his life. Sean, do you have any shows to plug this week? Yeah, come check me out at the Calgary Yucks. I'll be on the Strawberry Jam Fest. We're going <laughs> to... I can never get on the Strawberry Jam Fest. I'll be, I'll be strawberry jamming it up. It's an open mic jamboree filled with strawberries, and <laughs> I'll be eating those for the week. <laughs> no, I don't have any shows coming up. I don't miss it. Uh, I miss money, but I don't miss like, you know, being up there and having people go, Ew. you don't miss it even a little bit. Like when you have fun doing it. Nah, I don't you think never so. have fun. No, uh, no, <laughs> no. Laughter is just a relief, right? It's just like, phew, I bought myself another 30 seconds up here. <laughs> it doesn't fill my heart with anything, you know, it gives this shit. <laughs> The only thing that makes Sean's heart fill is watching Shoah. Yeah. It's a great doc. <laughs> it's a great doc. Five out of five. You guys should check it out. <laughs> well, we, so we, I think that was, we did a long time. That was too long, wasn't it? We did enough. This did. one's going to have to be edited down, edit out all the coffee stuff. I <laughs> keep coffee in. Keep coffee in. As long as, hey, I like doing this podcast even more now because I'm getting edibles every week. Yeah. It's part of my life. <laughs> Did we win the scratch card? No, I don't think so. I had last week's two. This one's very complicated. I didn't want to keep looking down, but this one for sure we did not win on this one. I'll double check this one, but I don't think that we won on it either. Lost all fucking hope on the scratch and wins. We haven't won anything. I might move to Fort Saskatchewan, Sean, because... Uh, I've been driving out there on Sundays to pick up the package and I found an amazing dog park down there. It's oh beautiful. yeah. There's a good one. yeah there's and a good one. you guys have a freezing brothers, which is amazing. Freezing bros. You can get a half, well you can get a whole one, but you can get a half of banana cream pie and they're real good. <laughs> How did they not have that as their song? Like freezing bros. We've got cauliflower <laughs> in the deli. <laughs> maybe, that another, maybe, that another, maybe we should bring jingles back maybe we should contact local businesses and write jingles for them. Say, sorry pearl jam but we've fucking riffed hard on this one freezing bros maybe we'll just keep doing that and maybe they'll sponsor us too hey that is a good one <laughs> what song is that from pearl strawberry jam 
That's how you know you're old, though. When when your songs from your youth become like drug commercials or jingles, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when you're old. Yeah, and we're there. And we're there. We're there hard. In the strawberry jam years <laughs> of our careers, where we still have enough gumption to be like, "Fuck the man! I'm not taking your fucking deal. I'll be in my room eating strawberry jam. Thank you very much, Judy Sims." I like calling them our strawberry jam years. That's a new thing now. We're going to be calling it. We're entering our strawberry jam years. <laughs> yep. We still got some fucking, you know, we, we've got uh, some principal and we've got some, you know, gumption still, but we don't have any cash. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. It is too bad. Thanks for being on your own podcast. Thanks for joining me on your podcast. Thanks, Northern Queen, for the peanut butter cups. Oh, they're so good.